Welcome to the Destiny Church 217 podcast, where we share the sermon of the week from Destiny Church. After the message, check out the show notes for links and more information on how to get connected with Destiny. Let's get into the message. Thank you to everybody who's tuned in online, those that you watch or listen to the podcast. Welcome in the name of the Lord. It's been just a, a great, great week. I have just a very simple word for you this morning out of Romans chapter uh, 6 today. So if you have your Bibles, get that out. And we'll remind ourselves, first of all, of our the key verses, two verses out of chapter 1. Say them with me. For I am not ashamed, say it with me, I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. First for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. All right, so let's start out this week. For the last couple months, I've been trying to give you a weekly tweet for you to either retweet from um, our destiny page, uh, but, but it is this, grace is, hashtag grace is uh, power not just pardon. Grace is not simply leniency, we learned last week, right? When we've sinned, grace is the enabling gift of God not to sin. It's a two-pronged grace that he gives us. Thank you, God, that you forgave me, that I'm not going to be punished, that you took all of that, and that grace now empowers me to step away from that life of sin that I was living, right? All right, so let's look at our text, Romans chapter 6, beginning in verse number 8, 8 through 14, just a few verses today. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that he will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The dead, the death he died, he died to sin once for all. Now, when you say once and for all, but when you say once, And for all, the all is you. Get it? All right. So he he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God and those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. Verse 14, for sin shall not be your master. That's hard, isn't it? Because sin is like crouching at the door saying, come on, do that. No one will know. They won't catch you. I mean, it's, it's there every day, right? For sin shall not be your master. Well, then who's going to be my master? Because you're not under the law, but you are now under the mastery, if you will. That's the understood implied statement. You're under the mastery of grace. So who will be your master? Will the law be your master? Will sin be your master? Or will grace be your master? Have a little bit of science. I like science. Who, who wants a, science, a little short science lesson? All right, here we go. Water boils at, say, 212 degrees. There you go. How hot is the sun? How hot is the sun, do you think? Well, it's a little hotter than boiling water. 
If water boils at 212, the sun's temperature is 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000, 7,000, 8,000. Let's go to 10,340 degrees Fahrenheit. That's hot. So what do you think is hotter than the sun? How about this? How about just not hotter than the sun, but five times hotter than the sun? Yep. I've got a little science lesson to show you so you can figure out what's five times hotter than the sun. Lightning. Five times hotter than the sun is a bolt of lightning. That's 53,540 degrees is the temperature of a lightning bolt. For comparison, your house runs on 120 volts. There's 300 million volts in a lightning strike. That's as much energy as if you took and you lined up a thousand microwaves and you ran them for four days straight and didn't turn them off. It's as bright as 100 million light bulbs. The raw power of a lightning bolt is 20 billion horsepower. Any gearheads? 20 billion horsepower. And I did the search. That's the, comb that's the combined horsepower of every car in the United States together in one lightning strike. So why does, when lightning strikes something, why does whatever it strikes explode? It's because it vaporizes the moisture inside of whatever it hits, concrete. It boils the water in. Trees, the moisture in the tree, that's why the tree splits in half. You're 60% water, by the way. Not good odds, is it? According to the National Severe Weather Laboratory, the question is, how many times does lightning strike the earth? Well, it does around the globe, it strikes at 100 times a second. What does that mean? That means right now, today, 8.6 million lightning strikes on the face of the earth today. Y'all know what a lightning rod does, don't you? On top of a barn or a building, a lightning rod does what? Attracts the destructive forces of the lightning, and then drives it into the ground. I did a lot of science this past week researching this for you. And then through that big copper cable, I mean, you just don't put the thing on top of your house because the energy has to go somewhere, right? So it runs down generally the ridge of your house, and then they, they put it, stick it into the ground, like a 10-foot copper rod and copper coil as big as round as your thumb, and all that energy just goes into the ground. I don't know what happens to the worms that are near that at that time, but they go meet Jesus. So here's the science definition of a lightning rod. A lightning rod is an external terminal 
installed in a building or a structure that aims to attract the lightning to have a controlled point of impact to the ground and thereby prevent it from striking uh, an unwanted area or killing people. All right, lots of, so you didn't come here for a science lesson though, right? Let's have a little application. The lesson today is about Jesus and the power of the cross. The cross is the lightning rod of heaven. The cross is the lightning rod of grace. And it was installed on top of Golgotha's hill to attract the devastating force of God's fury to a controlled point of impact to prevent it from striking innocent bystanders, you and me, and then driving that force into the ground for three days. The cross was heaven's lightning rod. It took God's wrath, put it on Christ, and then the light that shines from that bolt is now the light of his love that remains for you and me and guides us to walk the narrow path. The cross of Jesus brings grace to forgive. It redirects the wrath of God and then gives us power not to sin. That's a lot of power. Amen. Remember our tweet, grace is not simply leaning and see when we've sinned, but grace is the enabling gift of God not to sin. See, grace, which we're talking about from verse number 14 in our text today, you're either be a master of sin or you'll be mastered by grace. I would prefer to have grace be my master. How about you? These free gifts that God gives us. So I want grace as my master. But I mean, I don't know where you're at in, in um, you know, your listening to preaching repertoire. There's lots of people out there talking about a lot of different things and not all of it's healthy in the body of Christ um, because for whatever reason, they're ill-informed or intentionally misinforming for whatever, whatever purpose. But we have to understand that grace is something that we must not cheapen and in effect Make it a license, you know, you get a driver's license or whatever, you get a license to sin. Oh, because, because he's going to forgive me, because the power of the cross is so awesome, I can go do whatever I want. Remember last week, should I sin because grace abounds? Remember that from last week? Should I sin because grace abounds? And God forbid that we should do that. So you're gonna have grace as a master, you're gonna have sin as a master, but we must not cheapen grace, like, ah, oh, well, you know. No, what you're doing then is you're trampling on the blood of Jesus. You're saying it really doesn't mean that much. Well, it's not a license to sin. And so any concept that makes you feel more comfortable sinning, that's not biblical grace. It's not the will of God if it goes against the word of God. It's not God's will for you if it goes against God's word to you. It's not God's will. I, I can know God's will for your life this simply. If it's not validated by the word of God, then it's not his will. Well, God told me I could go do this. Well, you're cheapening grace. You bit onto something that isn't real. It's like eating a paraffin, you know, the remember the... The fruit that grandma used to have on her bowl, in her, on her table. I, I'm having a flashback here for a second. You can't eat that stuff. It's just wax pears and, and plastic bananas. 
looks decent, but you come up and you get, begin to eat it. it, doesn't, it it's sweet in the mouth, it says, and then rot like rocks in your stomach. You cannot do anything against God's word and then call it God's will. Well, God told me to fill in the blank. And if that blank is something that's adverse to God's word, I would be able to tell you without judging you, because I'm not judging you. I'm just holding the canon of the word up to your life. Canon means ruler stick. The canon of God's word is the yardstick by which we measure our life. So if you don't like what it says, I'm not judging. Well, you're judge. I'm not judging you. I will never judge you. This will judge you. And it would, it would be to my detriment as a minister of the gospel not to point out to you, should you walk in cheap grace, that's gonna be a problem for you. I'm not happy about that. I'm not dancing. I'm not pointing with a pointy finger and red-faced and yelling at you. I'm trying to say, hey, that's gonna be a problem for you because if you step away from the cross of Christ, you become your own lightning rod. And I don't want that to strike me. I don't want it to strike my family. And I don't want it to strike you. So the things that you tell your kids is not because you're trying to lord it over them. You're saying, hey, kids, don't go play in the street because if you do that, you're going to get, well, stop judging me, dad. I want to play in this. No, I'm telling you, it's dangerous for you to play in the street. When you start playing around with things of the world, tarot cards and palm reading and horoscopes and, and all that kind of crazy. I know you haven't heard stuff like this in a while, but you need to be reminded. That stuff's just witchcraft, ladies and gentlemen. Just stay away from all that garbly gook. Just stay away from it. It's a slippery slope. Who is your trust? Who are you believing to take care of you? Well, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He keeps me, he guides me. The sun shall not smite me by day or the new moon by night. He is my shade on my right hand. He'll always protect you. Where? When you're in the shadow of the cross, but you get out from, you, you get away from the lightning rod of the cross. I tell you, I used to fish a lot. And when you're in an aluminum, and there's a, brand, there's a brand name of a fishing rod, no joke. The brand name of the fishing rod is called lightning rod. That's the brand name of a fishing pole. I used to have several lightning rods. When you're in an aluminum boat and you're fishing with a lightning rod, it's literally a lightning rod in your hand out on the boat. You saw the last lightning strike in the video montage. I, I looked at lightning strikes for an hour and was able to put that together to you without any expletives deleted because most of them end up saying holy something about whatever it is that they see, right? So we had to, I had to pick and choose really carefully. That's our response. And aren't you glad it didn't strike you? I'm glad that Christ took my place and he died for me. He took the lightning bolt of God's wrath for me. And for you to stand now and say, I want to protect my family and text my kids. That's the right posture, dad. That's the right posture, mom. Don't be embarrassed for protecting your children. Standing for your marriage. Standing for righteousness. Why would we, I wouldn't want to be, no, listen, if there's coming a day when the, crowd, when the, when the cloud parts and the, and the trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored, he has loosed the faithful lightning of his terrible swift sword, his truth 
is marching on. Now you can either get in step with that or not. You ever watch a marching band on a, on a Friday night at a football game? The one kid that just can't get with the rest of them, right? You, it sticks out like a sore thumb. God has no problem seeing that you are not keeping in step, according to Galatians, keeping in step with the spirit. This is why every day, what should I do, Lord? How am I doing? Where should we go? What's the next thing? Well, I don't think you should get involved in that. Well, I, here, 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 here's where you really get in touch with the Lord. You know that the word even allows you to participate, to do, be involved, whatever, but then the Lord tells you, no, you shouldn't, even though you have the liberty to. But to you, this is why, this is why the life that we live in relationship with Christ is so beautiful because I answer to the Lord for my life, right? So if he says, Eric, I don't want you to do that. And the, the, the example I've used for many, many years was when I used to bite my fingernails. Is it against the law to bite my fingernails? No, it's not against the law to bite my fingernails. But I used to chew my fingernails. I'm just bored, nervous. I don't know. He said, and right now I have no pleasure in chewing on my thumbnail as an illustration to you. But, you know, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you may bite your fingernails. That's fine. I don't care if you do or not. That's on you. But here's the deal. The Lord told me, Eric, for you, that's a sin. That's the words he used with me. It's a sin. So we talk about, Lord, I don't Second Maccabees, we have to go there. Where do we go to? Isaiah, Proverbs. Proverbs, that's probably where we find it, right? Thou shalt not chew your fingernails. No, 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 no. I mean, you know, but the Lord said, that's a sin for you. So for me, to re-engage in biting my fingernails is wrong. Now you can come to me and you can call me foolish and you can say, oh, Eric, that's, you can't change my mind because I got a word from the Lord. I shouldn't, shouldn't be involved in doing that for me. This is how a relationship works, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I can't judge you, you can't judge me. But we can hold the word of God up to our life and what the spirit reveals to us. But, the, but you will never find something in the word that, you will never find something the Lord tells you invalidates what he says. You have to remember that. Well, he told me I get to sleep with three women a week. I have a special dispensation, Cheryl. What? Oh, I've heard some crazy stuff, ladies and gentlemen. There's some crazy stuff out there. Well, God's grace will take care of you. What? No. If it's not, it's not the will of God if it's not in the word of God. Okay, John Newton wrote the song Amazing Grace. We're talking about grace here. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I've already come. Tis grace has brought me safe thus far. What woke you up this morning? Grace. What's his name? Grace is a person, ladies and gentlemen. He is, grace is Jesus. Jesus is grace personified. I mean, he didn't have to wake you up this morning. He didn't have to wake you up tomorrow if he doesn't want to. Tis grace has brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. John Newton. He also wrote this. I like this quote of his. I am not what I ought to be. I'm not what I want to be. I'm not what I hope to be. But still, I am not what I used to be. By the grace of God, I am what I am. This is why we daily trust in the lightning rod of the cross of Jesus. It absorbed all of the wrath. God poured out all his wrath 
well, God's punishing me because I did something wrong. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. You love Jesus, right? You're called according to his purpose and plan. He's your Lord and Savior, yes. Well, he's beating me up. God's beating me up because I did this. No, 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 no. All you have to do is come and receive his grace. You don't have to do so many Our Fathers, so many Hail Marys, give an extra whatever to the thing or whatever. I'm not beating up on the Catholics. Those are just easy examples. But we have our own little, we have our own little, uh, you know, our own little evangelical charismatic Pentecostal things. Well, if I just got to talk in tongues louder. I got to dance in the altar. I got to go to an extra prayer meeting, right? I don't know, whatever it is. You think you have to pay penance to, no, 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 it's just the grace of God. How do I know this? Because it says he poured out all of his wrath. He has, if he poured it all out, how much is left? None. There's none for you, only grace for you. If you allow the lightning rod of the cross to absorb, if you, if you walk away from that, oh, look out. You're holding your own lightning rod in your hand because now you're the one that's in charge of the world and your life. I don't want to be in an aluminum boat holding a lightning rod sitting next to you. Well, how come bad things happen to good people? Because there's a lot of people out playing God. When that person crosses over the yellow line and runs into you and kills whoever in your life or your family or whatever, there's a lot. Sin, S-I-N, this is what we deal with. Sin will separate you from the cross of Christ because now you're, you're, out of the, you're out of the shadow. You follow me? You're not there anymore. So S, the letter S separates you. The letter I, it infects. It infects. It infects you, yes. But now that fungus that you got, you go sleeping with somebody else, they got the fungus. You go kissing on some false idol, and it's on you, you spread it around. It's like COVID on steroids in your life. It infects. Sin is infectious. When dad starts playing with pornography and it all just kind of matriculates down into the kids and you're watching this and you're listening to that and it's not that bad, put the kids to sleep. Those kids are listening to what you're watching after you go to bed they go to bed. I knew every square inch of my mom and dad's home even though they didn't think I did because they're not there. I'm opening every drawer. I'm opening every drawer. I'm looking under every bed. Why? Because that's the kind of kid I was. You think I'm just going to sit there and watch my cartoons? No. What are they hiding from me? I'm everywhere, man. I'm looking at everything. Sin separates you from the presence of God. It infects you and those around you that you touch. And then the letter N, it negates the promises that he's given you. He just pr- you start willfully sinning, God just steps up and presses the hold button for your destiny. It's okay. I got it here for you. It's not like the tape disappeared. We're just putting the CD on pause. Boop, boop. Boop, boop, pause. So what do you do? You go run around. You might get struck by lightning. You might die out of the will of God. Straight up, telling you the truth. Out, run around with your foolishness. Okay, so you're separated, it's infecting you, it's infecting your family, it's infecting your connect group, it's infecting everybody you know, your coworkers, they just know you got funk on you. And then the gates, all the problems, boom. And then all of a sudden, by the grace of God, he says, come on home, right? So you come on home and you're just so thankful, right? So you say, I wanna go on with God. Where does he take you back to? The place that you pushed the pause button before. You gotta deal with whatever it was. 
I said, God, I'm so sorry. I screwed up. Please forgive me. Boom. Push play. Boop, boop. Now we go. There we go. But your life is on pause right now if you're willfully stepping away from the grace of God. That's the power of God and the salvation. Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. All right. That was a long rabbit hole. We back out? Okay. What Jesus did for us on the cross by absorbing the lightning bolt of death that comes by the law is now the law of grace. You're the law of, the law of sin or the law of grace. And we're going to talk about that. That's in Romans 8, which is probably like three years from now when we get to Romans 8. But when we get there, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For there is a law of the spirit of life. And that law is the law of grace. This is what we get to walk in. That when you fall, you get up. When you fall, you get up. And when you fall, you get up. There's nothing wrong with falling. We've all fallen. My wife fell in front of a high V a couple weeks ago. She thought she broke her knee for cry. Got her crushes, got her brace. Next thing you know, Sunday morning. This is what, two weeks, three weeks ago? You didn't come to church because you were selling the mend. She comes out of the bedroom Sunday morning. I'm all dressed. I'm ready to come to church a couple weeks ago. She had fallen. I took her prompt care, x-rays. Maybe she's got a blown AC. I don't know what it is, but she's in a lot of pain. She wakes up. So I'm sitting in the living room having, having, having coffee. I'm looking at more stuff. She walks out of the living room without her crutches that I paid for. Without her little bandage thing, which I'm sure I paid for. And she comes out of the bedroom like this, walking, just normal. I said, what are you doing? And I got mad at her. I didn't yell at her. I said, what are you doing? I said, you need to get, get, go get your, she said, I don't need my crutches. I said, you go get your crutches right now. She said, are you going to get mad at me because God healed me? I'm like, oh, well, okay then. Okay then. You stay home, take it easy for today, one more day. And, and uh, grace is not an excuse to stay in your sin. It's the power to get out of it. Titus chapter two says it like this. He breaks it down real easy. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to who? Everybody. It teaches us to do what? Say no. Just say, just say no. To ungodliness and worldly passions and to live a self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age. That's what the grace, that's what grace does for us. It gives me power. Not to sin, but to walk away from sin. And it's getting harder and harder. I used to say about guys, you know, and when, because we have, we're very sexually attractive by what we see, gentlemen. And so we're very visually stimulated. And, you know, oh, I'm in the checkout lane at the grocery store or Walmart. And then I see the cover of Cosmo. This woman's half naked or whatever. You know, there's some sort of wet t-shirt contest happening on the cover of that magazine. And so I'm looking at it, right? So at that moment, at that moment, I have a choice. Am I going to like hang out there for a while? (laughs) Right, right, right. This is like how we live. This is where we live. This is real, real talk, ladies and gentlemen. So am I going to hang out there and go, hmm. Or am I going to go, oh, no. God has given you a neck, gentlemen, like this right here. This thing right here, it allows you to go like this. It allows you to go like this. But here's the problem that we have. When we go like this, it's over there now, too. 
It is. This is why you must live a self-disciplined life. I mean, television commercials. Or just, you just, you know, bleep, 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 bleep. And then it hits something like, ooh. Mmm. Hmm. What, 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 what? Is that too close to home or no? Huh? Right? Right? It's, you have the power. He's given you the power. In that moment, you have the power. You have the power. If you surrender your power, you step away from the cross and you say, well, I'm going to take my chances today. I don't want the lightning bolt to hit me. And that's not like the lightning bolt. of No, that's what hit the cross, ladies and gentlemen. All of God's wrath, 100 million brightness of light bulbs, 20 billion horsepower, five times hotter than the sun is taken for you. See, that's not, it was never designed for you. Just like hell is not for you. It's not a place that was built for you. It's not a place designed for you. It's a place where Satan and the demons of hell belong. That's where they go. That's why it's there. But if you partner with them, then you have no, you've yoked yourself with that. You have, it's the, def, it, that's the, the why in the road. The sheep and the goat to my left or my right, which way you go. And it's, I know it's not easy, but he has given you the grace of heaven, which not only will forgive you when you do screw up, but also empower. But I'm not allowing us to go to a place where you can do whatever you want because of the grace of God. You must live in a life of self-control. It's right there in the fruit of the spirit too. See, if you can't afford something and I pay for it, for you, my finances are sufficient to take care of you. You can't lift something up. It's too heavy for you, but I come along and lift it for you. My strength is sufficient to lift it for you. You can't climb the stairs, but I carry you on my back. My strength carries you. You can't open the pickle jar, but I do it for you. My strength was sufficient for you. Now, here's the deal. In your life, we, we, we do not typically, as humans, we don't like to display our weaknesses. We do the best we can to hide them. I wear a lot of black. You have bags under your eyes. A little touch-up makeup right there. Got that zit right there. You got to cover that thing up right there. You got the nose hairs hanging out. You got to trim them off. We don't like showing off the things that we're not good at, where our weaknesses are. We do our best to camouflage in our lives. I don't, I don't read well. I don't speak well. I don't do finances well. And so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to smokescreen y'all and I'm going to live on credit to make y'all think I got a lot of money when I don't have any money. We don't show my weaknesses. No matter how strong you actually are or you portray yourself, there are weaknesses in your life and in mine. We try to hide them. We disguise them. And if they get exposed, what do we do? Play it down. Yeah, not a big deal. We laugh it off, <laughs> when in fact, maybe embarrassed. Jesus says this in 2 Corinthians 12, 
Let me just blow your mind for a second. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. Remember, if you can't lift it, I'll lift it. If you can't pay for it, I'll pay for it because what I have is sufficient. Aren't you glad that, that the debt that you owe in the spirit realm is not paid by my goodness, <laughs> right? Jesus says, my grace is sufficient for you for my power, my dunamis, my power is made absolutely perfect in your weakness. And because of that, therefore, I will actually boast uh, all the more gladly about my weakness. Why? So that Christ's power may rest in me. So the testimony is, well, come up, somebody comes up front, not embarrassed that God set you free from pornography. You shot it from the mountaintops. Why would I be embarrassed of what I used to be? I'm not that anymore. So when you get water baptized, when you get saved, you get set free, you get delivered. That's when I went, I think it was my 10 year high school class reunion, which I don't recommend going to because they're just pathetic, really. <laughs> 10 year high school class reunion, by then I was saved, right? So I show up and they all th thought Eric 1.0 was showing up, right? Party Eric. Crazy Eric, let's go do it on a dare, Eric. Let's, we don't mind if we get in trouble, Eric. I can run faster than you, Eric. I know where to hide, Eric. Let's go, and I show up, right? And it's like, well, like they're like, what happened to Eric? Well, this is, this is, this is Eric 2.0. I gave my life to Jesus. I'm born again. I'm not that anymore. But I'm not embarrassed of what I used to do because it demonstrates how awesome his grace is. How I don't want to, oh, no, no, no. Let me put all of my ugliness on display. I mean, that's the power of a testimony. I once was lost. But now I'm fine. I found. I once was blind, but now I see. Don't be embarrassed of what God took you out of. Man, I used to be depressed. I used to want to commit suicide. But God set me free. And you know what, you know what happens when you give a testimony like that? It just puts the devil on the run even more in your life. Because if he, if he can keep whatever it was in the darkness, you can go back to it and no one will ever know. I'm running out of time. But I got to, I got to get this into you. It's amazing grace. It's amazing grace. Don't cheapen it. Don't keep walking in your garbage, reaching down in the sewer of life. Therefore, verse 12, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies. Verse 13, we did that. Our key verse this morning was this, 14. For sin shall not be your master because you're not under the law. You're not a master. You are not being mastered by the law anymore. Something more powerful than the law. What is that? It's the grace of God which reminded me of an old hymn. You may be familiar with it. I, I don't know if you are or not. It's a, call, it's, a, it's a hymn called Grace, Grace, God's Grace. Marvelous grace of our loving God, grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt. Yonder on Calvary's mount on poured, there where the blood of the lamb was spilled. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is than all our sins. Grace that is greater 
grace that is greater. I don't know what you're, I don't know. Listen, we've got a wide variety here, right? We've got people that like don't even have a relationship with Jesus in this room. God is bigger than whatever mess you're in the middle of. He can pull you right out. He doesn't stand on the, on the sapphire sill of heaven saying, get out of that mess. He came down to get you out of your mess. He offers his hand. When Peter started to sink when he was walking on water, remember that? At least he got out and he tried, but he started to sink when he got, his, got distracted, started to sink. He just yelled two words, save me. And it says the next word in the text, I'm way far afield. The next word in the text says immediately, immediately God stretched forth his hand. So if that's your mess today, don't be embarrassed of your mess. He can save you from your mess. Or maybe you've known Jesus for a long time and all of a sudden the cold, dark edges of the darkness of sin have crept back in your life and you're just a Christian zombie. He could save you from that. He can save you from that. He spared you the lightning bolt of his wrath. His grace towards us should make us even more grace-filled towards others. This doesn't happen in church a lot. And this is why good church is rare. My desire is to ruin you for any other church you might ever go to. I don't know if you figured that out or not. But, but, but when, 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 when you're cold and you come to me and say, Pastor, you know, or maybe you don't, some, some people don't even feel they can because they've been beaten up. But somebody can say, Pastor, I've just, you know, I've really fallen away. I've really, I don't go, you know, spit on you and that's horrible. And then I, and no, it's, no, great. Listen, do not judge or you'll be, uh, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, you'll not be condemned. Forgive, this is Luke 6. Forgiven will be forgiven. Verse 38, given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, it will be poured into your lap. For with the measure that you use, it will be measured to you. You always hear that verse in relationship to giving. Given it shall be given unto you. No, it has to do with administering grace and forgiveness. So if you dole out grace in a thimbleful, guess what you're gonna get back? Dad, when you show nothing but unfor- when you show nothing but dictatorship to your children. No, hey, babe, let's talk about this. Let's talk through this. I know even you did it on purpose, but we got to understand what, and, we, and you, you are God's representative to your children. And so you show how that's done and you give, you administer grace and you administer peace. And let's try that again. Isn't this how we want our, isn't this how we want the heavenly father to do for us? Well, the reason some of us don't get it is because we're not giving it out. Listen, I need buckets of grace. And because I need buckets of grace, we try to make this place a very, very safe environment. So we have celebrate, not celebrate recovery. We have uh, refiners recovery and, and, and things like that. Some people, I had a lady just text me this week. Do you have any kind of recovery? And I said, yeah, we do. We have a recovery group and so on and so forth. But it's not hello, my name is David, hello, my name is Eric, and I'm al- al- alcoholic for the next 12 years of my life because when God breaks that off, I came out of alcoholism. I came out of pornography. I came out of weirdness. I came out of my sin. I'm not that forever. And if you're an AA person, my dad was AA. We had these conversations for many, many times. My dad was sober for 25 years. So, so I, I, I know that in and out. And, and, but, but, for, but for us as born-again believers, when, when God comes in and forgives you, you're not that anymore. Now you're a child of Christ, and I'm going to walk in the grace and forgiveness that God has given me. And by his grace, it is grace that has brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. 
Doesn't mean I'm not gonna accidentally step in a, a pothole and twist my ankle or hurt myself, but it's, it's only a fool stays down when they fall down. Oh, I tripped. I fell. Oh, oh, oh. I guess I'm just destined to be here the rest of my life. Oh, can somebody bring me a sandwich? I need a sandwich. I'm just going to stay down here in my mess for the rest of my life. Maybe the pastor will notice, and then he'll come. No, 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 no. Maybe my friend will notice, and they'll pick me up. Sometimes nobody comes, and you got to just pull yourself up by the grace of God and go, you know what? That was not a... That was not a very smart move. That was not a ha-ha. Because if, if there's one thing you learn, is don't step in it twice. Amen. All right, I'm out of time. You got to stand up. We're done. Come on. I hope you got what I'm, I hope you're picking up what I'm throwing down. Right? Listen, God is here for you. He's here for you. God is doing some pretty amazing things in a lot of people's lives. I see it. And if you've stumbled, you've fallen, and you need help, then ask somebody for help. Don't just wallow in, your, in, your, in that place. It's stinky. You know what happens, though? I just love it. When, you, when, when the prodigal son came to his senses, blah, he came to his senses, says, I got to go back to my father's house. He says, I'm willing to be a servant. Even the servants are better off than, than what I'm doing out here in the craziness. Just a, if I could just be a servant in my father's house. So he came to himself and said, okay, here we go. All the while rehearsing the speech he was going to use. Dad, I'm so sorry. I don't know. You know, forgive me and blah, blah, blah. But as soon as dad saw him, he ran. He didn't have to give a speech. Just wrapped him up in his arms. Come on, let's get you cleaned up ring on your finger, a new coat on your back, new shoes, let's have a party. Because my son, my daughter, was out living crazy, he's now come back home. We're gonna try this again. Do you have that picture of the cross with the lightning bolt again? He did it. He did it for you and he did it for me. Father, we bow our heads and our hearts now and we thank you for your mercy. We thank, for that, thank you for that amazing grace. If you've stumbled and you've fallen into the ditch, it's time to, come, time to come back onto the road. It's a narrow road. That lightning strike is illuminating your path brighter than 100 million light bulbs. You know the way. Walk there in it. But Lord, how can we know the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one's going to get home unless they come through me. So whether this is the first time you're stepping into the light of heaven or you're re-emerging into his presence, ashamed, embarrassed, but forgiven, ready to receive his grace with me, just raise your hand. Say, God, I, I need that grace. I need that amazing grace. I need that amazing grace. I'm not what I ought to be. I'm not what I want to be. I'm not what I hope to be, but uh, still, I'm not what I used to be. Because by your grace, Lord, it's brought me safe thus far. So today, 
Lord, we dedicate our lives to you. Just right now, in your own words, just say, God, I'm coming to you, or I'm coming back to you. Wash me clean. Thank you for your grace. Forgive me. Give me a brand new start. Ha, ho, whoa. Whoa, that's so powerful. That's so powerful. So powerful. My hope for you today is that from now on, whenever you see a, a lightning bolt and a summer, summer storm, perhaps, you remember the grace that God has given you, that Jesus took it all. So I bless you this morning. I bless you with the word of God. I bless you with the spirit of heaven. I bless you with the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Now go serve him with gladness. In Jesus' name, amen. As we conclude this podcast, we want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please consider subscribing to receive our weekly podcast on your device. Check out the show notes for links to our website, more information about this message, or to support our ministry. You've been listening to the Destiny Church 217 Podcast, your place for real, relevant relationships.